Hey, everybody, this is Jay Bear from Convince and Convert. Welcome to Social Pros. I'm joined again this week by my very special Texas friend. He is the executive strategist for Salesforce Marketing Cloud. He's Adam Brown. What's up, my man? Jay, uh, I really enjoyed this show that we just had the opportunity to, uh, to record with Sabrina Callahan, uh, Director of Social Media Planning and Integration for Hilton. Just like me, I know you travel a lot and you know, we see travel and experience kind of from the, the customer or the guest side. But what Sabrina, I think, was able to do is give us uh, insights on what social looks like inside of one of the world's largest hospitality brands. Yeah, and they have so many different brands too, 14 different brands within the Hilton portfolio. And what we talked about a lot in this episode was was how she and her team are working with individual hotel properties to, to make sure that their social media is on point, which is no small task. They have, they have thousands and thousands and thousands of internal stakeholders at Hilton that they're trying to be uh, to, to make better at social and man that is uh, that's hard to fathom and and just as remarkable is some of the ambassador programs that they're running with Hilton suggests and the like empowering these people who are not social media practitioners they may want to be social pros but they're not social pros yet but giving them and empowering them to be able to represent the brand and do some pretty fantastic things tens if not hundreds of thousands of times each and every year yeah, it's a terrific episode. Sabrina really brought a lot of knowledge to the game and and really shared a lot of interesting facts about exactly how things are happening at Hilton. Really appreciate her candor and her participation on the show. You're going to like this one, ladies and gentlemen. It is Sabrina Callahan from Hilton on this week's Social Pros Podcast. This is Jay Bear from Convince and Convert. Welcome to season six of Social Pros. If you want to learn how big companies succeed with social media, you have found the perfect podcast. The show is brought to you by Salesforce Marketing Cloud, inspiring one-to-one connections with your customers through social, mobile, email, web, and advertising. The show is also brought to you by Yext, whose award-winning location management platform helps companies of all sizes drive more foot traffic to their doors and get more customer reviews. And by Convince & Convert, social media strategy advisors and counselors to the world's most interesting brands. Convince & Convert makes your social better. My co-host for the show is Adam Brown. Find all links, archives, and more at socialpros.com. Are you ready? Let's get to work. Hey, everybody, it's Jay Bear from Convince and Convert. Thanks so much for listening to the Social Pros Podcast. A quick note to thank this week's sponsors of the show, including our friends at CoSchedule, recently named to the Inc. 500 list of fastest-growing private companies. Congratulations, CoSchedule. They are the all-in-one marketing calendar, combining project management, email marketing, and social promotion in one place. Get complete visibility over your entire marketing schedule, keep your sanity, and get more done with co-schedule. Don't take my word for it. Try it for yourself. Saves my team 10 hours a week. We use it constantly. Get your free social strategy template plus a rundown on how co-schedule can save you a ton of time as well. Go to co-schedule.com slash social pros. That's co-schedule.com slash social pros. I really recommend it. Also this week, the show is brought to you, as always, by our friends at Salesforce Marketing Cloud. Love these guys. Look, social is more important than ever for B2B marketers, yet some in B2B have a hard time using it effectively. If you haven't downloaded the new book from Salesforce called The Social B2B Guide, make sure you do it before we 
take it off the website, go to bit.ly slash social B2B guide. That's bit.ly slash social B, the number two B guide, bit.ly slash social B2B guide from Salesforce Marketing Cloud. It's called the complete guide to social media for B2B marketers. All kinds of great content in there about what social channels to use, how to measure more effectively, how to use influencers more effectively. It's great content. Grab it. No cost. Bit.ly slash social B2B guide. And now this week's social pros podcast. Sabrina Callahan is a director of social media planning and integration for all them Hilton hotels and Hilton derivatives that you're aware of worldwide. Sabrina, welcome to Social Pros. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. We're excited to have you too, because one of the things I love about this show is when we speak to people like you who have to, in social, support a whole family of brands. And that is certainly the case at Hilton, because you've got Hilton Regular, and you've got the Conrad, and you've got Doubletree, which I talk about every single day. Because the, Doubletree is the star of my new book, Talk Triggers. Uh, and, and, and you've got Hilton Garden Inn, and Hampton Inn, I think, is yours as well. And like all these other brands, how, A, do you keep them straight? And, and B, doesn't that present a lot of social media challenges for you and your team? So that's a good question. Um, I know you're a Doubletree fan. I saw you're handing out cookies. So I'm like, do I have to go through yes. day to get cookies? Uh, I, <laughs> suspect I just ask the Doubletree team? <laughs> I think you probably could just get them from the Doubletree team. But yes, uh, if you go to talktriggers.com and you pre-order seven, seven copies of my book, we're going to send you a tin of Doubletree cookies, Adam Brown. And uh, I cannot wait. All right. Perfect. <laughs> so that's a good question, right? I think what we're constantly doing as a team, you know, we work with all of the stakeholders across all of social for Hilton, including all 14 brands, HR um, for careers, PR for Hilton Newsroom, right? As a social operations team, it's our job to know those brands inside and out and how we can help them to remain, um, you know, specific to their brand guidelines and tone and put together, you know, a strategy that makes sense for them, as well as every other channel that we have in the social space. So each of the brands then, Doubletree, for example, has their own mm -hmm. social media peeps. They got their own apparatus, obviously their own channels. And, and you and your team kind of come in to, to kind of stitch that together, right? As a, as a fabric, a quilt of Hilton to make sure that everybody is not, not doing the exact same thing because each brand wants to do something different things, but that there are standards and guidelines and then everybody's sort of playing well together. That's right. A couple of years ago, we started to look at all of the teams that were on social, right? And we're seeing the way that they're interacting on social, how they're interacting with each other and started to actually talk to them and say, what can we help you with, right? As we're thinking through this, this center of excellence approach and how to make sure that they're set up to be best in class, how do we create materials that can give them the guidance and, and the governance and the legal protection that they all need to be able to go out there and then execute seamlessly within their brand strategies. And Sabrina, an interesting, I think, aspect of that is when you talk about these other brands, and let's just use Doubletree uh, for, for the example, <laughs> it's not just the people at corporate who are, who are managing that brand, but in some cases, it's actually people who are there actually on, you know, on premises at a property, whether it's the general manager of the property, or maybe it's an event coordinator or somebody like that. How do you kind of work with all those types of people who are such important stakeholders, who are in many cases, kind of spokespeople for your brands? That is a great question. So as you can imagine, we have a massive hotel footprint, and it's not just in the US. My team supports all of global. 
So every brand globally, um, all the way down to the hotel level. So when we think of our stakeholders, we think of them almost in different levels, right, of, of how we're trying to approach the support aspect from our team. So we're looking at it from the enterprise level. Um, then we're looking at it from, uh, you know, that, that includes our, our customer care team, our HR, like I said, our PR, our brands, those at the, at the very corporate level. Then you go down to um, your destinations and how they're supporting the hotels within their destinations, um, all the way down to the hotels and the, the interactions that they're having with their guests on property. And the way we've done that in the past is we used to have, um, back when I joined the team a couple of years ago, we really took a, a look at the way we were providing support to those hotels because it was very heavily hotel-centric for the focus, right? And because of that, we were missing out on the opportunity to have um, a robust uh, support plan for the the enterprise. And so when we looked at the way we were supporting hotels at the time, it was extremely reactive. Um, we were getting, we had an inbox and they were coming to us with questions. Um, and we found that we were doing a lot of repetitive answers, right? And so we took a look at our approach, took a step back and said, let's re-envision the strategy and how do we help not just the hotels, but all of our stakeholders that have a social presence that have been been asking for, um, you know, more support centrally, and and that's kind of where we've now come to with the center of excellence and and what we're kind of the future that we have in mind. So for the hotels specifically, going back to your question, what we did is is we took a look at look at that inbox. We were receiving about 200 emails a week. We did a massive evaluation based on the data of the questions that we were getting uh, from the different stakeholders that were were submitting those questions. And what we did instead is we took all of that and we started building out playbooks and guidance. Um, and we built our first centralized social hub, if you will, where we could put all of that information there and store it and point the hotels there and train them to use that as their one-stop shop for all social resources. And what we've seen is a massive massive adoption of it. So they're getting in there um, every day. We have um, actually over 33 internal stake, 3,300 internal stakeholders who wow. have elected to join our social hub. Wow. And we're getting, I think it's somewhere around, um, and let me just think for a second. I believe it was a little over 12,000 content views a month of the content that we have in there. And it's all internal, right? It's our hotels, it's our e-commerce managers, it's our brands. Um, so that's how we measure success, right? We took that inbox, we took a reactive strategy that we had and we made it proactive. And now it opened up our bandwidth and our ability to go out and hear the needs and then create guidelines based on those needs and house them there, allowing them to self-service. Does Hilton require or request or encourage individual properties to be active in social at the individual property level? And are there SLAs about that? You say, look, if you are a Hilton Garden Inn, you will be on Twitter, you will be on Instagram. How does mm -hmm. that work? So every brand has their own set of brand standards for their hotels where social media is included. What we've done centrally is we've created a social media blueprint, if you will. And we've had it, you know, for a couple years now where it honestly starts all the way back with uh, review site management, right? Mm -hmm. So do you have someone on property who is listening to your guest? Because at the end of the day, that is the most important thing, right? Like, are you hearing what your guest is saying about you before in pre-arrival, when they're on the property, and then when they're leaving? And you need to make sure that you have a resource ready 
to hear that and then do something about it, right? It's not enough to say, oh, we're sorry you had a bad experience or, hey, thanks for coming, right? Are you listening to that feedback and are you actioning it to solve for it so that you don't have to have it again, right? So that's TripAdvisor and... Hotels.com right. and that kind of Any thing. of it. Right. Yeah. Any of those traditional review sites. And and that I I know we're not getting into this, but that's also under my remit um, within the social team. So we own the strategy around review site feedback. So for us, this blueprint starts with that. Like make sure you're taking care As of it should. You know, if somebody's already said, I here is my money, then clearly we should try to take care of them. Exactly. And if you if you're not starting there, then our suggestion is you're not prepared to jump into real time. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? So, what we used to say to clients um, all the time is if you're not good at email, why are you worrying about Twitter? Like let's 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 figure exactly. this out. Exactly. And so that's kind of our approach with that blueprint is our way of saying, hey, think about it strategically, right? Think about it from the form from what you are signing up for by jumping into these channels. And for us, right, starting with the review sites, well then um, Honestly, it's thinking about as that hotel, what is your audience, right? Are you a business hotel? Does it make sense for you to be on Facebook? Are you more transient? Um, you know, what does your, your, your audience actually look like and how do they want to engage with you? Is that consistent um, from, from brand to brand? So, so I, I take from that, that statement that a, a flag like Courtyard, right? Um, Courtyard by Marriott, which is not yours, but that's sort of a, a known business hotel that, 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 that might not be a Facebook place because it's their composition of, of guests may not be as, as casual. Is that, is that what you're thinking about in that regard? It could be brand. It also could be location. Oh, right? sure. So but near an airport so versus right, not an airport or something like that. Airport, right. Or resort hotel, right. So sure. like resort hotels are, are going to be great for Facebook, but think of the potential they have for visuals and videos and Instagram, right. Yeah. So it's thinking about um, what makes the most sense based on your hotel, your location, your audience, and your resources to be able to manage those pages once you decide to set them up. Um, and so that's kind of how we, we look at that. It, you know, it starts at the brands um, and making sure that they have the brand standards in place so that if you're a hotel, you're aligning with your brand tone of voice, et cetera. But then from our guidance perspective, it's actually thinking through the overall strategy and approach before you're joining those channels because it's not, it doesn't make sense for well, yeah, you. Once you're there, you're, once yeah, you're there, you can't, yeah. you can't say, well, never mind. We decided to not do Instagram. Yeah. Or as the GM, right? Like, oh, I checked that box. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And it's like, oh, great. Well, who's managing that? Right. And how are you going about it? And how are you driving any business value for your hotel? Do you try and give them a consistent scoreboard? Is that part of what your team's working on? Like, hey, let's, all of the Hilton Garden Inns should use the same kind of social KPIs and metrics, or do people software stack vary so much that that's really hard to do or, or different brands maybe care about different things. Somebody cares about clicks more so than engagement. I'm just interested to see how, how consistent the measurement is from, from uh, property type to property type. Yep. So that's a good question. One of the things that we did all of 2017 and end of 2016 was a massive evaluation of all of the stakeholders. So we went out, so the, the social team that, that I run, um, the operations team, we went out and talked to all the brands, all of the stakeholders, including hotels. And our goal was to say, is our, what, what are we driving for social, right? What do we consider our ROI? What um, are we looking at in terms of standard KPIs, et cetera? But then also, how are we set up to actually measure that the way we need to, right? So it, 
we took a hard look at the tech stack that we had in place and we started asking the questions, right? Like, um, is, is this giving us what we need? And if we had pause, the answer was no, right? And so it was thinking about it from a best-in-class approach of, okay, how do we pull um, the measurement together and how do we, you know, connect everyone to where we can have, um, you know, a health check that allows us to, to have standardized um, measurement. But to your point, right, it, it's not just going to be, oh, we have these KPIs and that's great and it will never veer from there. It depends on your goals, right, at that time and, and setting dashboards that can reflect those goals um, at any point in time. And, but the biggest part is to have all of the analytics in one place so that you can build a customized dashboard based on your goals at the time. And that's what we're doing right now um, is we're doing some pilots to help us kind of reimagine what our tech stack would look like and build it to meet all of those needs for those stakeholders. Sabrina, I'm curious how those those KPIs are changing. I know one of the things that we're seeing in a lot of other businesses is using social to be able to understand your customer more, kind of understand who they mm-hmm. are. And obviously, when they come to Hilton.com and they log in and they, they have their honors number and things like that, you know exactly who they are. But I know one of the challenges in your industry has been you know, what is called the OTAs, the online travel agencies. In fact, what we were mentioning just before, the hotels.com, the uh, Mm -hmm. Expedia.com, Trivago, where basically that customer is kind of put on your property's doorstep and you really don't know who he or she is. I'm curious if you're seeing the KPIs kind of changing as that becomes more important and how you're kind of beginning to use social to be able to understand that at Adam CB on Twitter is this, you know, Hilton Gold Honors member and, and who that person, you know, may be and who, what they like and what they don't. So ideally, right, that would be the overall end-all goal is to be able to have um, a system that allows you to, you know, one, hear that person in real time, but then automatically connect everything so that you have this internal customer profile, right, where you can know your guests and not only know them based on, you know, their information and, and their, their status and, and their past history with you, but at the same time, know how they want you to talk to them, right? How do they want to be engaged with? And that's um, kind of shifting it, you know, from your question a little bit. But for me, those are the types of things that I'm sitting here trying to think through is using that data and the insights that we can start to learn and thinking through, okay, how as a brand and as individual brands and as hotels understand how our guests want to be engaged with and how they, you know, how their preferences can help us to then engage with them and enhance their experience. So what it doesn't matter what source they're getting to us by, if they're hitting us on social, we want to be able to take that data and take that real-time engagement and do something with it to en- enhance their experience and, and customer journey along the way, whether it's before or after, um, you know, maybe they're, they're sharing UGC afterwards. How do we encourage that and thank them and build brand loyalty using that data. I know one way you're doing a lot of that is with uh, your Hilton Suggests program, which is in Mm. some cases the random acts of kindness, which is just absolutely incredible. And a lot of other things. If only somebody could have written an entire book about Hilton Suggests almost. (laughs) That person... Who, who is, is that, me? Jay? That person would be, and in fact, <laughs> my pal, Vanessa San Diegas, who was one of the That's right. creators of that program, was uh, a guest on Social Pros, I think, two times in the past. Mm-hmm. So uh, here we are. It's the gift that keeps on giving, baby, at Hilton Suggest. And listeners, if you have not ever interacted with Hilton Suggest, pause the podcast, 
go to Twitter. You, you obviously know how to go to Twitter. You're listening to this show and come up with some sort of random travel question at Hilton suggests and they will answer you. It will make your day. Please, Adam, go ahead. Uh, no, I, I couldn't. I, if that was a windup, you just took the, uh, the pitch. So thank you, sir. <laughs> but I think for those who, who, who have decided not to pause because they're in the car or they're in transit and they're moving down the road at 65 miles an hour, Sabrina, tell us about Hilton Suggest because as Jay said, <laughs> and as Jay's book uh, clearly shared with us, it's a pretty incredible program. It sure is. I'm wondering if I should just turn it over to Jay and let him take the question. (laughs) (laughs) So all hail Vanessa, right? I think, honestly, she created this amazing program that um, has done nothing but get audiences excited about the potential to connect with brands in an organic way, right? And the, the whole point of Hilton Suggests is this surprise and delight through Twitter and social um, engagement where we leverage our team members who are our biggest assets and our local experts, right? So you, the way we have it um, built today is we have over 115 team members that are volunteering their time to represent their cities in uh, a global fashion. So over 115 cities globally. And these people are not just the, you know, the person on property who's been handed social and has to figure it out. These people are the experts of their cities, right? They know it like the back of their hand. They're not going to recommend the chain right down the road. They're taking you to the dive bar that you never would have found on your own, right? And so what we do is, is Adam, let's say you're heading to New York, right? And you're looking for, you know, something to do there and you throw out the question, um, Vildana in New York will gladly jump in and she'll say, hey, I see you're coming, right? And it's a completely organic engagement. And she can say, I see you're coming. You should try out this XYZ pizza place or this um, speakeasy or, you know, one of these cool places that this person has traveled would never have known about had it not been for her. And we're not jumping into that conversation to go sell the Hilton um, you know, the Hilton Midtown or the Conrad, New York or right. um, anything. We're jumping in to create a connection, an organic connection with guests that ultimately drives them down this loyalty path, right? And so last year, our team members responded to almost 11,000, sent out 11,000 wow. tweets, but they sorted through close to 80,000, right? And we just asked them to get in see where there are opportunities to engage and then highlight that engagement and add a value to where they're looking at it as a guest or a customer, not necessarily a business, right? Yeah. Where you're trying to sell to someone, which for, for me, and obviously I'm following in Vanessa's footsteps here, but that is the true power of social media is creating that organic connection that makes guests you know, want to come back to you and continue to engage with you. It is, but... It requires a significant degree of trust and patience because what's amazing about the Hilton Suggest and why it's the signature case study of my book, Utility, is that you nailed it, Sabrina. When when your team interacts with people in Twitter, it's not, oh, and by the way, you should come on over to our hotel and have a free cinnamon roll. Right. It, it, it you almost never does any of the advice mention a restaurant, a hotel, anything that, that you guys own. It's purely like this is just useful information. And so I've had many, many questions from people in audiences because I've literally told this story 250 times in different conferences. 
And, and sometimes there's always a skeptic in every audience and they say, well, geez, Jay, how much time and money is Hilton spending on a program like this when they're not actually trying to sell hotels? I'm like, well, they are trying to sell hotel rooms, but it's over a much longer time horizon than you think. Because if you help Adam find a cool bar, someday Adam is going to be making a hotel selection and he's going to think of Hilton first because Hilton suggests helped him when he needed help. But importantly, they did so without expectation of immediate return. The problem with social media is that most brands want the quid pro quo. They want the return. They want the KPI, the metric, and they want it right now. The number of clients that we work with at Convince and Convert who say, what is the actual ROI return on each piece of social content? I'm like, well, that's asking the wrong question. Like, you, you know, I, I've seen e-commerce companies, Adam, I'm sure you have too at, at Salesforce, who are trying to do attribution modeling at the individual Facebook post level. Like, how much money did we make off this Facebook post? And that's a very direct response, almost email way of thinking. And, and that's just not why social was invented. So I think it's extraordinary that that now, many, many years after Hilton Suggests was developed, that the brand still supports it. And, and even is growing that initiative because I think it's a great lesson for a lot of brands who just don't have the requisite patience. And, and for so many, we talk about it in the show all the time, for so many people now, social media is about media, not about social. And it warms my heart that at Hilton, it's still about social. So great job, Sabrina. Thank you. And what I will say too, is that like, we're thinking the same way, right? To like the longevity and the connection that you're creating with your guests and the way we're thinking about that from an analytics perspective you know, to your point is not having a specific KPI attached to every single post that we're doing. Like, yeah, we want to roll up and understand how they're performing. But at the end of the day, is it resonating? Are you seeing sentiment growth? Are you seeing a brand lift? Like what, like what value are you actually getting out of it? Because social is the biggest word of mouth opportunity that's there. And they're, they're ready and willing to talk to you if you talk to them the way they want to be talked to, right? Like no one wants to be sold to or pitched to 24-7. So how do you think of it creatively to provide them, your guests and your customers a value add as well versus just pushing a targeted ad towards them? So from an enterprise strategy, that's what we're constantly thinking through and how do we support those teams to do that best in class and then and then figure out how to measure um, at the same time. And then the other piece with Hilton Suggest too is you know, we jumped into it last year and really started to reinvigorate it, right? So we built a massive recognition program around it to keep our team members engaged and keeping them want to wanting to yeah, volunteer. I think, I think it's important it's real quick important. to point out that, that the people who do Hilton Suggests are not social media professionals, right? They are people in each hotel who have a real job, like they have a day job and like exactly. on the side for free, they're answering questions from people. I think that's a really important distinction. This is not your social team or a brand exactly. social team or a hotel's social team. It's like the bartender or whatever who is yes. like, hey, I just want people and, to know cool stuff to do in my town. And the qualification is that you're passionate about sharing your love for your city and you know it, right? And so for us, that's that's been the biggest thing of, of taking what Vanessa started and saying, okay, how do we keep this alive and how do we keep it growing and how do we keep the passionate people involved, but also continue to push it up to show leaders, um, both internally, but also externally. So what we did internally is a, is a complete renovation of our sites, like our recruitment sites internally, but also we have our Hilton Suggest blog and we completely redesigned it to where um, last year... 
we we started doing internal partnerships, right? So now when you go to a hotel and you log into our Wi-Fi um, page on the hotel, we've integrated our destination blogs with with um, with the the Wi-Fi landing page, right? Um, where do we have opportunities to partner um, with email or any of those? Like thinking through strategically, how do we how do we put our content in more places? And with the Hilton Suggest blog, it doesn't require a minimum. Um, you know, participation every week with our team members. We're asking not a lot of them, right? We're just asking them to do three tweets minimum per week and get in there and find those opportunities. But the biggest thing is honestly for us is to think through how they can still add value to their cities and destinations through the blog, right? How do they become a travel blogger? How do we encourage and motivate our team members? to be passionate about their city with when they don't have the time to commit every week. And we started, we've gotten so much interest around our blog. We're now moving to two blogs a week and we had close to 200,000 organic views of the blog last year, which is continually pushing us up. Right. And that was with no paid because we just haven't put a massive paid strategy behind it. We wanted to reevaluate it and redesign it. And it's, it's picking up massively because of the interest um, from our team members who are the ones that, that make us passionate about that too. I want to come back to the, uh, the blog in a second here, Sabrina, but I do want to mention if, if our listeners want to know more about Hilton Suggests, they can go back in the time machine to April 2012, uh, where Vanessa was <laughs> a, a guest on, actually guest number 11 on episode 11 of the, uh, the social. 11, Pro. Adam. 11. Know, way before my time. Yes, that is, <laughs> that, that is, uh, 2012, you said? Wow. Man, that, that was like several presidents ago, uh, it feels like. <laughs> time ago. In the internet years. Uh, Sabrina, you mentioned the blog, and you mentioned how uh, readership of the blog has increased. And I'm curious um, about that, uh, that we're seeing this resurgence in blogs. But I'm really interested in how your team and the, the folks, the content teams who are building a lot of that blog content, which may be, in fact, part of your organization, are working together so that you're sharing the insights from what's working on the blog with what seems to be resonating in social media from a customer service standpoint and vice versa. Can you phrase the question again? Absolutely. Uh, the, the, the interest in you know, the blog and the, the subject matter that's being talked about on the blog, are you using those mm-hmm. insights to inform kind of what you're doing from an engagement with, uh, with guests and vice versa? Is what you're hearing in your customer service organizations, people who are reaching out to, uh, to Hilton in social media, is that also being used to inform blog content and other content strategies for, uh, for digital and social media at Hilton. Right. So a lot of times the way our, our kind of blog strategy is works is based on volunteers uh, requesting to be able to write blogs. So a lot of times what we do is we have this massive content calendar and we start to look at it through um, what makes the most sense during the time of year and thinking through it from a commercial perspective at the same time. What do customers want to hear? Where are they traveling? What makes sense to them that would get them inspired to come to that destination that we can use then use that destination content to drive traffic, right? And so thinking through it that way, and that was part of kind of redesigning the site is putting a customer journey on it for the first time. So before it was just a static blog and then you jump out, right? But now we're saying, let's think about this from a destination perspective, right? We're moving towards um, destination marketing and the way people think about um, searching and dreaming and being inspired. And they think, you know, they don't just say, oh, 
yeah, we're going on vacation and I'm going to go to this exact hotel, right? They're thinking about it down through the the funnel, um, starting with, hey, I think I want to go on vacation. Where could I go? Right. And and then they start to narrow it down to two destinations. And so for us, you know, thinking about how they how, you know, they look on social, they're they're searching um on web, they're looking at travel destination specials and email. How do we partner with with them? And and what we did was we took that approach and then we went and built a site and a blog site that kind of speaks to that commercial approach at the same time. So we're not trying to push them to book. But if they want to book and they're excited and, and motivated based on our destination blog, then we don't want to jump, have them jump off the site, right? Keep continuing to look. And so we added map functionality to the blog so they could look and look at content based on destinations. Um, we then added um, a search functionality so they could start to look for hotels in those destinations if they're so interested. Um, you know, just kind of thinking about it from the way the customer is now researching and the learnings that we've been able to to glean from that and then taking that and putting it into our blog. Sabrina, what I find is remarkable about this, as well as the Hilton suggests in all of these things, that these are programs that probably wouldn't resonate well with last click attribution metrics and things like that, uh, as, as, as Jay articulated. These are longer term gains, but they've had such a profound success. I mean, even emotionally, I mean, I, I, I personally had experiences at your properties that, that lead to this. And I think it takes a brave marketing and communications and customer service leadership team to be able to push forward with, with programs like this. I did, and I just wanted to, to remark at the remarkableness of that. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. And what I will say is tons of credit to our leadership and executive team because they're not one to put you in a corner and say, go validate everything, right? Like we have our brand strategies. We have, you know, the, the hard KPIs and what we're trying to drive and how social becomes a part of that with an overall marketing strategy. But at the same time, the executives can see the value of additionally having these these programs that have the long-term longevity of, of driving brand lift at the same time. So my really, job hasn't been that difficult to defend it. <laughs> it's <laughs> well, been very nice for me. <laughs> you're lucky, for sure. Yeah. Uh, two, two quick things I want to ask you before Adam jumps in and, and uh, talks about your background a little bit. How, how are you fixed right now with your stakeholders on a couple of things that we talked about a lot on this show that were not really much uh, around in social media in 2012 when we talked about Hilton Suggests the first time. The, the first is live video. Uh, and the other one is sort of geolocal social. Hyper is one of the sponsors of the show or has been this idea of surfacing uh, guest generated content while they're still on property and being able to interact with them in real time, uh, whether it's a hotel or, or an event or a, a mall, those kind of things. Um, are, are either of those things that you're working with your stakeholders on to, to bring to the social fold across the entirety of the Hilton portfolio? So yes, is the short answer. <laughs> the long answer is, I'll start with the geo-focus, right? So I think what we have really been thinking through as we're taking a fresh look at our tech stack is, like I said, thinking through all of the stakeholder needs. And one of the things I said in the beginning was the need to be able to connect with that guest in real time while they're on property, right? So, um, you know, as well as I know, with your Hug Your Haters, people are giving constant feedback, right? And they have been for a while and they're doing so through social, right? And they want that that acknowledgement and um, 
that service to take place in real time while they're on property, right? If they're a week out and they're still mad about it, you miss them. You have an opportunity to increase their experience and their overall satisfaction while they're on property. And that requires the ability to know that they're on property, right? And so unless they come out and say, we are here, we're standing in line for 30 minutes and we're mad, it's leveraging the technology to help us surface those opportunities and very clearly show our hotel teams that this is a live opportunity that you can turn around and make better. Right. And so as we're looking at the tech stack, that's one of our key must haves to to roll out at the hotel level is that support because the hotel teams have so much going on, right? They are running, you know, the front desk, they're running room service, they're they're taking care of, you know, the the fifty, sixty people standing in line. Adam um, needs concierge. more towels. That's always a thing. Yeah, exactly. He's always yelling at everybody. So they're like, how do we take care of Adam? And honestly, the the challenge is that they don't have time to go to Facebook natively and look at everything. Right. And so we're trying to make it as efficient as yeah, absolutely to feed it, possible to feed it for to them, them super, to see it. Yep. Exactly. And, and empower them then to say, hey, here's an awesome opportunity for you to jump in. And you can completely shift the mindset of this guest so that you don't then go get that TripAdvisor negative feedback that then you have to then rectify, right? We're trying to solve it in real time so we don't have to take um, the the post-day feedback and try to fix it. I love it. And on video, how's, how's that going? It, it differs, right? Like I think our brands are jumping into that space um, and taking advantage of it. I think with the hotels, it gets tricky, right? Because it goes back to that blueprint. And are they doing the basic things right? And I think you'll see some of the, the bigger hotels doing that, I think. But most of the time, they tend to shy away. And I think the way that, that we're going to approach that from a center of excellence position is giving them good, clear guidelines around how to do that best in class and make it easy for them so that it doesn't doesn't create something that makes them nervous. Instead, they can leverage it, right? So how do you have Instagram TV or Facebook Live or those those things that the guests and customers are excited to see or even on Instagram stories, right? A lot of times you won't see hotels taking advantage of that because they're not exactly sure how to approach it. And I think the ones that are that are ahead of the curve and doing it well, do it well. But we can take those case studies and start to put together some some bigger guidelines to help them feel comfortable in that space. Well, like you said, uh, in a lot of these properties, they don't have a social media person, right? They, they don't have dedicated right. social media. And, you know, obviously the bigger resorts do and the, 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 the bigger destination hotels may have a, a social media practitioner or somebody who's at least partially responsible for social. But but most properties uh, don't have somebody on staff who's who's doing social. So to say, well, how come you're not doing more live video or more IGTV or more whatever? It's like, well, they may want to, but nobody ha- nobody actually has that role. And, and it probably right. doesn't pencil out to pay somebody to have that role, or maybe it does, I'm not sure. But but just from a staffing standpoint, I imagine that's part of it, yeah? Yeah, and I would say, you know, the hotels that I've spoken to in, in I'm, I have a hotel past here. So uh, with the last six years, I've worked really closely with a lot of the hotels. And I will say a lot of them are asking, right? And a lot of them are saying, how do we do it? And what should we do? And they're asking the questions and they're motivated and excited. And we're not necessarily getting the feedback of, of, no, we would never put someone in social on the property. I think they're saying, tell us how we should put someone in social on property, right? What should we do? How do we play in this space? How do we make it better? And for us, we're saying, we can definitely give you the guidance, but we need to give you the actual support too, which comes in 
the measure of efficiency and technology to make sure that that they don't get overwhelmed with the opportunity. Well said, uh, Sabrina. Uh, Sabrina Callahan, Director of Social Media Planning and Integration for a wonderful hospitality brand and one of the biggest uh, hospitality brands in the world, Hilton. It is so great to have you on the uh, on the podcast. And one of the things we like to do at this time in the uh, podcast is talk a little bit about your background, because I think many of the listeners uh, to the show are probably very envious of you, of, of having this job and this role. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about kind of how you got here. And specifically, five, 10 years ago, if you had any idea that you'd be doing what you're doing today, uh, as we talk about using video and customer service, and Hilton suggests all these amazing things, how did you get here? It's a good question. I'm trying to think. So I have a journalism background with an emphasis in PR. And so I'm extremely passionate about the ability to do storytelling and and to think through opportunities um, to share stories and connect with audiences, right? And so that was kind of how I entered the space. I entered up into in Dallas about eight years ago. I jumped into a startup company that focused on small to medium businesses and their their entire web presence. And so what they did was, um, you know, they started giving these these businesses support in the in the web space for uh, social, so Facebook, Twitter, all of that, uh, a digital website, and then a blog. And so I would manage it for a bunch of clients in Dallas. Um, and what I ended up doing in that role was pointing out all of the things that could be done better <laughs> within that startup, right? So saying, because it was new. And so for me, it was problem solving and thinking of, of how to make the team more efficient and how to do all of these different analytics and measurements to show how we could add value as a company and as a startup. And so they gave me this unique role that was, all right, go solve it then, right? And in a startup fashion, I'd be like, here's how we should do it. And they said, great, hand it to our product developer, developers and they'll go do that with the, with the tech. And so it was, it was extremely exciting. And that's where I got extremely passionate about it. I think that's kind of where that started is the ability to have an idea and then see it go from idea to execution and then work. <laughs> like, oh my God, we saw a result from that, which was just the most, I think where I find the most passion and joy in, in just my day to day. And so then I joined Hilton um, about six, a little over six years ago on the, when we first started the e-commerce program. So, you know, in a big corporation, it was almost a startup type fashion, right? Of, of launching e-commerce to all of those hotels globally. And what was cool is I was also given the opportunity to have feedback during that too. And so I've, I've constantly had leaders who have supported you know, my curiosity and have welcomed my challenges <laughs> to the way current processes are being done. Um, but I come at it with a recommendation view, right? Like, here's how we're doing things today. Here's how I think we could potentially do it. And I think this would be the business result and they'll let me go test things. Um, so I kind of had that that passion coming into the e-commerce space. I got a ton of opportunity. I got to support the New York market, the Hawaii market, some really big hotels, um, you know, those in LA, um, where they then empowered me to think with a fresh perspective and challenge the way they were doing things to drive digital revenue. And so that kind of led to this opportunity and also a little bit of a reputation for myself to think outside the box and, and think strategically and question everything, right? So whether you liked it or not, <laughs> if, if I didn't, if I didn't think that it was the best approach, I'm going to say something, um, but I'm going to come at it with a positive 
um, approach and a, and a thorough thought out recommendation to how it could be better. Right. And so I think it was a good fit in the social space because it's changing constantly overnight. And there was tons of opportunity with, with a technology that changes um, every day and platforms and vendors and so many stakeholders in the space to think through where are all of the opportunities that we can improve from an enterprise perspective. Um, and I was empowered from day one to say, if you don't like something, go change it, right? Like figure out what you want to do. Um, and so that's what I've been doing for the last two years. Sabrina, I have one question for you. What is your favorite hotel? Oh, man. I didn't prep for this question, Jay. I <laughs> would say the hotel that I probably love the most is going to be the Palmer House in Chicago. Yeah. And have you have either of you been there? I've, yes. I've stayed there yeah, at least three or four times. Yeah. I mean, I've been to quite a few hotel, few hotels and that one just takes my breath away every time. And I love the city and that just the feel of that hotel um, and that massive lobby with the ceiling just gets me every time. That's a good one. Good stakes in that place too. Mm-hmm. Sabrina, we're going to ask you the two questions that we've asked every single guest on this show, including your friend Vanessa back at episode 11. <laughs> What one tip would you give somebody who's looking to become a social pro like you? When you're looking at strategy and overall enterprise um, approach to social, my biggest word of advice is to constantly think of how you can test and learn to be better. It's not good enough to say this is good enough. I think what you have to say is, could it be better? And when it's changing every day, of course it can be better, right? So I just never expect or accept the way we are today to be good enough. I'm constantly looking for the opportunities to identify gaps and and make it better both for our internal customers for social as well as our external customers. Boy, that is well said. I like that. You like that one, Adam? I do. I do. That's a good one. Sabrina, last question for you. Thanks so much for being on the show. If you could do a video call with any living person, who would it be? This is tough. <laughs> Going yes. back and forth on this end. It is. This is, a, this is a hard question. Is this going to be like some sort I of had... Kansas University basketball reference? Is that what's coming? <laughs> I know you went to Kansas. I wish. Like Dan, if Danny I could get Manning, Bill... is that what you're going to say? Or Bill Self? Oh, man. Bill Self. If I could get Bill, Bill Self on the phone, that would be a fun conversation. Start asking him all about last year. And you should see me during March Madness in this office. It's basically like I'm screaming at the TV or my computer or I'm on a call and I'm half paying attention. (laughs) Yeah, I have that problem during March. Um, I would say, I think at this stage in my life and in my career, I would have to say Michelle Obama is probably the one that really every time I start to think through this, I come back to her. And I think it has to do with, I saw her speak at a conference live and I was just so inspired by her and her approach and her tone, you know, to, it's not about the politics, right? She breaks down barriers and has real conversations with people and can get them to think through things with this very just honest approach. And for me, I think that, that her value that she instills within her family um, and how important family is to her. But also, I think some of the things that are near and dear to me is I have two kids, two little kids, and I have one on the way. And so um, education is... Oh, thank you. So education is really big for me. And she just is constantly pushing um, for both, you know, a fit life and education for kids. And for me, that's something that really hits home and she's completely inspiring to me. I love it. I've got a new idea for you. How about at Hilton Educates and people, you just answer math problems. 
And that combined oh, your, your I can't. That's for, not me then. Your, your <laughs> math concierge. Not you. Yeah, math concierge. You just spread it out. You just help kids with their homework, right? And and that way you get them hooked on Hilton when they're still in high school. There you go. That one's I love it. I love it. <laughs> Appreciate it. That's, that's why I'm a strategist. <laughs> Sabrina Callahan, Director, Social Media Planning Integration from Hilton. Thanks so much for being on the show. It was delightful to have you here. Thank you guys so much for having me. This was so fun. And Sabrina told us before we started that it's her first podcast that she's ever been on, if you can believe that. I don't believe it. Not only is she a rock star, but she's great on air as well. So many more coming your way, I'm sure, Sabrina. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Friends, we have another amazing guest coming up next week. Cassie Roma is going to be on the show. She is an extraordinary storyteller. Uh, Auckland, New Zealand, by way of Santa Barbara, California, has background with Air New Zealand, a ton of other huge brands. She is hilarious. She'll be on the show next week. I'll be there. Adam will be there. Hopefully, you'll be there too. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We treasure each and every one of your ear holes. Until then, this is Jay Bear from Convince and Convert. He's Adam Brown from Salesforce Marketing Cloud, and this has been Social pros. Thanks for listening to Social Pros. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast listening app. Go to socialpros.com for a complete show archive and for our greatest hits. Social Pros is sponsored by Convince & Convert, Salesforce Marketing Cloud, and by Yext. And it's produced by my team and I at Convince & Convert Media. If you're interested in being a guest or a sponsor on the show, visit us at Convince & Convert dot com.